Happy Sunday and big hug. Let me get into the news. Before I do, let me just ask you up front to go ahead, like, share, and subscribe. Looking at my back office and analytics here at YouTube, if you're watching this, you're a subscriber or a person who often comes and checks in, but for some reason hasn't subscribed. Do us a favor. Please go ahead and subscribe, like uh, this video. Give us your comments down below. Your engagement helps with the YouTube algorithm. And don't forget to hit the notification bell. And please don't forget to check out uh, our sister channel, The BCP Report. Juniorette gives you the news without any commentary. Make sure you check that out. All right, with that out of the way, let's get into the news. And let me start off. I want to start off at the beginning of this, giving you follow-ups to news that we've reported in the most recent episodes. It was either in the previous episode or maybe it was an episode from yesterday, this weekend, just uh, call kind of all together. I had reported how Representative James Comer had put in a simple request for a briefing to the National Archives. They haven't given him that briefing. He's requested some basic information and they haven't given that to him either. Looks like he might have to go to the next level. Uh, in getting the information of which he has oversight and his committee has oversight, congressional oversight. So here he is yesterday with uh, Catherine Herridge uh, at CBS discussing this. Has the National Archives responded to your request for records? None. No, we haven't even we've requested a briefing as well, a simple briefing. I have not heard back from the National Archives. Are subpoenas on the table for the National Archives? <clears throat> yeah, if they don't give us the, the information, I mean, we, we need to know. So are subpoenas on the table? And James Comer says, yes, these are serious, and we need to know how serious they are. All right, let's go to Fox News, where Catherine Herridge used to work. And here's another follow-up. On the previous episode today, I showed you about how crazy things are in New York City with all of the supposed asylum seekers, these illegal aliens getting a free ride, sitting in luxury hotels, getting in fight, getting in fights, throwing away food because it's not hot food they want, uh, and just destroying things and being rowdy and teenagers um, having sex in the stairwells, just all kinds of crazy things going on. You think that you might be at a breaking point? Hmm. New York City Mayor Adams said that the Big Apple is at its breaking point as record number of migrants continue to arrive. Well, I don't know. Maybe if you didn't have a sanctuary city in a sanctuary state and didn't rail out the red carpet, they wouldn't arrive. This is the same false craziness we're seeing from DHS's uh, Alejandro Mayorkas. He should absolutely be impeached. The same craziness we see from Joe Biden. They roll out the red carpet to every illegal refugee in the world and go, well, we're not inviting them. We're trying to get a handle on this. Of course, they're being du duplicitous and disingenuous. They're lying. They're causing this. this is all by design. This is all by design to overwhelm the system and make us all serfs to third world tyranny here in America where we have elites or elitists, I should say, um, uh, a 1%, a very small merchant class, which used to be a middle class, and then a whole bunch of people, just like it's historically been. You had the nobility, you had a merchant class, small merchant class, which is the go-between, 
and then you had everyone else that was living living in slavery, indentured servitude, some sort of bondage, or an absolute poverty. They want to go back to that. Heaven forbid that this crazy experiment called the Republic of the United States of America with its ideas of a meritocracy and capitalism create a middle class. The elitists don't want that. So they've got to overwhelm the system. And Mayor Eric Adams has played his role in doing just that. The leader submitted an emergency mutual aid request to New York State for immediate help this weekend to shelter the asylum seekers. We are at our breaking point. Based off our projections, we anticipate being unable to continue sheltering arriving asylum seekers on our own and have submitted an emergency mutual aid request to the state of New York beginning this weekend, he said in a, in a statement. This type of request reserved only for dire emergencies, dire emergencies, of course, by their own creation with their stupid woke and financially and fiscally irresponsible policies, you get you reap what you sow, folks. You reap what you sow. And that's exactly what we have leftist crazy Eric Adams finding out the hard way. This type of request reserved only for dire emergencies asked the state for support to shelter arriving asylum seekers as the city faces an immediate need for additional capacity. So the city uh, received 3,100 asylum seekers in the past week and 835 arrived this past Thursday alone. Okay, folks, what else we got here? I want to follow up on the NOTAM system from uh, this past week where for 90 minutes, what was it, Monday or Tuesday, the air traffic in the United States was shut down for the first time since 9-11-2001. And this is what we're finding out from Representative um, Andrew Garbarino, who uh, had this to say. He'll be on the subcommittee of the Homeland Security Committee that really deals with cybersecurity and infrastructure protection. What do we know about what happened in the FAA? Well, what we know so far is uh, nothing has led us to believe that this was a cyber attack. Uh, we're still looking into it, uh, but... Uh... We're still looking into it. Nothing makes us believe that it might be. Okay, let's take them at their word for it. But it is suspicious that the same thing happened in Philippines on January 1st, on New Year's Day. And on the same day, a similar issue happened in Canada, except their redundancy made it so that they didn't have to ground flights, but they still had a very similar problem. There's something very suspect going on here. Uh, Right now, the FAA has come out and said, and DOT has come out and said that... uh, the, the, what caused it to go down was a corrupted file. Uh, so it could have just been a lack of investment in, uh, in, in this uh, system. A lack of investment in this system? As we're going to see here, it's a lack of proper use of the money given to them. Uh, as well as uh, what's, what was really bad is they tried to do the backup system and the corrupted file also infected that. So it really showed that uh, there really hasn't been the proper investment uh, in in government systems uh, like this, like this one. Did we know that before it happened or is this a surprise? Well, uh, it was a surprise to us, but uh, we just found out it wasn't a surprise to the FAA. It wasn't a surprise to the FAA. Now listen to this. Listen to this. This tells you everything you need to know about how we are overtaxed and how big government is inefficient. 
Uh, back in 2018, uh, the NTSB actually told the FAA that they should update this, I quote, uh, archaic system. Uh, and it looks like we're, you know, five years in 2023 now, and they have, they still haven't. So I'm sure there's going to be some more questions that have to be answered, uh, both from the FAA and the DOT about why they did not follow this recommendation. Five years, because we're in 2023. Five years ago, they were told to do this. They're given funding for it, but they didn't do it. Doesn't that hurt your pocketbooks, folks? Doesn't that make you ill? President Trump said, after thousands of U.S. flights were canceled, the country has commercial aviation problems because it's the equivalent of a third world nation. By design, folks, we've been saying that on this show for years. This is all by design to make us a third world country. Trump had posted earlier this week, all flights have been canceled throughout the good old USA due to incompetence and the fact that we are now living in the equivalent of a third world nation. Trump also wanted to say, I think about our obsolete airports all the time at our big America first rallies. We have no borders, no emergency independence anymore, no airports, no nothing. We do have massive inflation, a, a, a rotten economy. Make America great again. President Trump breaking down truths. Oh, more news of mismanagement. Social Security relying on outdated occupational directory despite 250 million outlay for new database. So just like how we see this pro this program uh, this problem with the FAA and no time could have been thwarted could have been avoided had they properly updated and done the things that they received funding for and are supposed to do we're seeing the same thing over at Social Security. Despite spending $250 million so far on a new modernized occupational database, the Social Security Administration continues to rely on a 45-year-old directory listing obsolete jobs to deny Americans disability claims. SSA has spent $250 million since 2012 to build a new directory of 21st century jobs with the cost expected to reach $300 million. Why is it so expensive to build these things? Because they're laundering money and there's kickbacks and there's inefficiencies and we are being hosed. We are being ripped off. We are being raked over the coals, bent over and told, hey, give me more of your money so we can mismanage it. In reviewing disability benefit claims, the SSA continues to consult the director Dictionary of Occupational Titles, which was last updated in 1977. The, agent, the agency denies Americans benefits if it de deems them capable of working in occupations listed in that directory. Unfortunately, many of the listed occupations like sorting nuts, inspecting dowels, and processing eggs had given way to automation, yielding few far, if any, job opportunities today. 1977, let that sink, sink in. Yet, all this funding going to waste. All right, folks, here's a story I meant to actually cover and forgot to over the weekend, so I'm going to do that now. New York Judge Friday, let's see if we can get rid of this little pop-up, I guess not. New York Judge 
Friday fined the Trump Organization $1.6 million for a tax fraud scheme for over 15 years. Subsidiaries of the Trump Organization, Trump Corp. and Trump Payroll Corp. were convicted in December 22 on 17 counts, some of which included criminal tax fraud, falsifying business records, and conspiracy. Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg said the companies have far too long been getting away with, quote, a scheme that awarded high-level executives with lavish perks and compensation while intentionally concealing the benefits from the taxing authorities to avoid paying taxes. The Trump Organization belongs to former President Trump, who reportedly plans to appeal the verdict. The Trump Organization's former chief financial officer, Mr. Weisselberg, pleaded guilty last year to 15 counts of tax fraud. So there's still, you know, most of this stuff has just been little process things. They do it all the time. I mean, I'm not saying it's right, but it's not really a big deal as far as New York. They see cases like this all the time. They get a little fine and it goes away. But if Trump's name is attached to it, then now it is akin to capital crime. Crazy stuff, but that's where we're at. Okay, let's get into... Since we're talking about we talk about Weisselberg, uh, um, Weissel, what's this? Uh, Weisselberg. Now let's talk about Weissman, the hitman for the Robert Mueller uh, RussiaGate investigation, which turned out to be a big fat goose egg because we know the whole thing was, as President Trump said and has said over the years, and he's right, a hoax, hoax, hoax. I also don't like Andrew Weissman because he did a lot of unethical things that were later overturned and indicting the firm that I got my professional start in, and that's Arthur Anderson, because of their involvement in Enron. Instead of going after the office and the people that did it, he did a whole bunch of sneaky, illegal things that were later overturned, but it was too late because the firm no longer exists. He indicted the entire firm while at the DOJ instead of going after the actual guilty parties. Luckily for me, I was blessed and had started my own business and was no longer at working at Arthur Anderson as an economic consultant. But a lot of my friends felt the sting of one Andrew Weissman, who now is signaling what I have been talking about over the last several days on this program and others as well that the deep state, the CIA, the Democrats themselves are all trying to bury Joe Biden and get him to resign. The White House keeps digging a hole deeper, he said yesterday. They have failed to answer so many questions, which is very strange if this is all an innocent mistake. Total number of government docs found and precisely where and what levels of classification? Why wasn't this all revealed in November, December? When you have the snake... Andrew Weissman going after you, you know your days are numbered. This is Deep State himself, and he is going after Biden quite publicly. But he's not the only one doing it or frustrated. CBS News reporting that White House um, folks in the White House, Democrats inside and outside the West Wing, are also frustrated. Over the course of the week, West Wing staffers, officials across the Biden administration, and Democratic Party officials have broadly expressed frustration with how the White House has explained to the general public the discovery of documents with classified markings as President Biden's former office 
at his former office and his home in Delaware. They want more spin. But they, look, Biden got caught in a lie and he did something illegal. There is no spinning your way out of this, no matter how upset people in the White House are feeling about how this is being explained. And they are concerned that with the special counsel investigation under, underway, the White House will be severely limited on what it can say, making it unable to confirm even basic details. That's right, because you can't cover up a crime. Interesting. They're, they're trying to put lipstick on a pig, one Democrat said. The problem is this week, they got handed 50 pigs and one stick of lipstick. Boo-hoo. Boo-hoo. But at least Stefanik brings up a point, which is very important, the same point that President Trump has brought up, that we've all brought up since before this scandal, and that is Joe Biden is a national security threat. And now it is obvious it's not even, uh, quite honestly, it's not even debatable at this point. Representative Elise Stefanik, the third highest ranking House Republican, stated yesterday that President Joe Biden is a present threat to the nation's national security after five more classified documents were reportedly stashed in Biden's home on Saturday. His home, which he went to and is in and out of and is not combing with FBI, even though it is a crime scene. Joe Biden obviously gets to enjoy the executive privilege that he denied Donald Trump. The mishandled documents present pre, uh, present the possibility the classified information could have hand, landed in the hands of American adversaries. It did. President Trump told us China has been looking at those documents, just like China was looking at the information on Hillary Clinton's unsecured private server. Between the classified documents retrieved from the Biden Benz, the Biden Penn Center and the documents retrieved from his Delaware residents, we now have 25. Biden and the Biden crime family are corrupt and significant threats to national security, Stefanik said. She also noted the duplicity of Biden's Justice Department, which has targeted Republicans while permitting Democrats to avoid scrutiny. And it's not just Merrick Garland. It's the same thing that we saw with Loretta Lynch abdicating her responsibility, letting James Comey somehow say this is not criminal and letting Hillary get away with it. It's a two-tier justice system. If you're Trump or Republican, you get buried, the FBI raids you, and you get the book thrown at you. If you're a Democrat, a Biden, part of the Obama structure, uh, including Hillary Clinton structure, you get excuses and you get to get away with those crimes. I love President Trump. We are Trump trained here. But I really wish President Trump, and I'm sure he does too, wishes that he kept his word and that she would have been in jail. As I reported uh, yesterday, uh, a second ago, Joe Biden left his crime scene in Wilmington, Delaware, Saturday to attend mass at St. Joseph's. And here's the thing that, uh, that the Gateway Pundit yesterday pointed out. He left the crime scene, but got no questions from the White House reporters. Everyone is in on it. Now, one person that's not in on it is Peter Ducey, and this is what he would have asked Karine Jean-Pierre had she called on him. If I would have had an opportunity to ask a question, it the first one that I have on my sheet was, uh, why is President Biden going to Wilmington today? Uh, isn't that a potential crime scene? So it is a crime scene. 
a, a crime scene that resulted in the raiding of Mar-a-Lago, but Joe gets to go to, to his home, go to mass, and just come and go free as a bird. Uh, we are not getting a ton of new information today about the president's knowledge of this probe, about his thoughts on the probe. Everything is being referred to uh, either the private. Okay, so that was from a couple of days ago. We've obviously got some more updates from there. But yeah, why is he able to come and go as he pleases from a crime scene? All right. I'll do some kind of fun editing there. You've got to see this, folks. Body language. I'm not body language ghosts or one of those. Or I'm not, a, I'm not an FBI or CIA trained guy on body language. But I think it's very interesting, the body language of Kamala Harris here. She was with Detroit Fox 2 News. And uh, they essentially asked her if she's ready to occupy the Oval Office. Very, very interesting body language here. Watch it and tell me what you think. Vice President Harris, good to see you. Thanks for joining us. Welcome back to Michigan. Good to be back. Thank you. The viability of President Biden in 2024, your thoughts on that, With given his age, uh, given where we're headed, do you think that he is the right choice for the next president of the United uh, States? Let me tell you something. Joe Biden is strong, and history is going to show that even just in his two years, he has accomplished through his presidency more than most administrations could have hoped for. True. If the standard that we're looking at here and testing for <laughs> is destruction of America and the fast tracking of it to bankruptcy and to straight up socialism, communism and Marxism, then, yeah, he's done a great job in doing a bad job. Would you, be, you, would you consider at, the job? Let me tell you something. When you look at, for example, and I think that when we judge any leader, let's judge them on their track record of effectiveness. Many, many leaders said that they were going to pass an infrastructure bill. Joe Biden got it done. Now, he asked her the golden question whether she wanted or she was up for the job. And you can see what she did there. She kind of just uh, ignored uh, that first part of his question. Would you be? You would you consider the job? Let me. Would you consider the job? But like a good reporter, he was insistent and wanted to get an answer to that question. It, across America, done within the next ten years because of Joe Biden's leadership. Is it a job you'd consider in the future? I am proud to be Joe Biden's vice president and. He has said that he intends to run again, and if he does, I will be running with him. Thank you so much, Vivian. You're welcome. Appreciate your time You're today. Welcome. Thank Good you. To be with you. Great to be Thank with you, you. and Thank we'll you. see you soon. Okay. Thank you for everything. Trace, safe travels. Thank, Thank you all. You so Thank, much. You. Thank you. I don't know. Was this duper's delight, where liars uh, kind of get a little, a, a little rush, a little adrenaline from deceiving you? Uh, looks to me like perhaps. She really does want the job. And she's just saying that she doesn't because it's politics. She knows they're trying to push him out and resign. And of course, in politics, you don't go, yeah, I want the job. You just support the guy until he's kicked to the curb and you are elevated. Well, let me uh, give you this last story here. This is from the Daily Mail. 
It's also a follow-up uh, to a story and a, uh, a new twist. Uh, this, this has to do with Hunter Biden. Maybe after all this is uh, said and done and Joe Biden is forced to resign, maybe this uh, baby mama is not going to want to have her child have the Biden name. Hunter Biden asks judge to stop his estranged daughter for born to Arkansas stripper from taking his surname by claiming doing so would rob youngster of peaceful existence. All of a sudden, Hunter Biden cares about the and is concerned about this child who Joe Biden does not recognize as one of his grandchildren. What a rotten bastard Joe Biden is, not just because he's a liar and all these other things, but because he doesn't even want to recognize one of his own grandchildren. Hunter Biden made the request on January 6th after the child's mother, London Roberts, filed to have four-year-old Navy's last name changed to Biden. Hunter Biden asked for a judge to deny his estranged four-year-old's daughters born to stripper from taking his surname claiming that it would not give her a peaceful existence. The request was made by the president's son on January 6th, just a couple of weeks after the child's mother, London Roberts, filed a name change petition for their daughter, Navy Joan Roberts. Roberts, 31, who is raising Navy in Arkansas, filed the petition last month amid an ongoing paternity suit over child support payments that were adjusted because Biden's financial circumstances had undergone a substantial material change. What, all that money he made from China and Ukraine wasn't enough? What a, what a rotten, rotten family. Goodness gracious, these people are despicable. While Biden is claiming that the name change would be harmful to the child, Robert said it would benefit their daughter because it's now synonymous with being well-educated, successful, financially acute, and politically powerful. Now, I commented on this statement a few weeks ago when I reported on this story uh, originally, but I think right now with what's given right... We, we can update my commentary. Politically powerful, that's about to go out the window with the what seems to be the upcoming forcing of the resignation of one Joseph uh, Robinette Biden Jr. Well, let me ask you, put down below, do you think that Joe Biden is going to be asked to resign? Is he going to all of a sudden have a precipitous fall into cognitive dysfunction so the 25th amendment him out or do you think he's going to finish his first term and go on to 2024 i'm interested to see your opinion please put it down below all right folks that's what i've got for you this weekend please spend as much time as you can with your loved ones i know that i've had a lovely day uh going to church and being with my uh, nieces uh, and nephews who spent the uh, weekend here and spend the night over here in our, our home. They're very, very little, not even in uh, first grade and kindergarten yet. And with BCP Junior number two, the former editor of the show, off to college as he pursues a medical career, nothing like uh, what daddy is doing. Uh, he is, uh, yeah, he's been in college since last year and he still hasn't turned 18. He's still a minor. Uh, but he's not a baby anymore. So it's so fun to have babies around the house. Please enjoy this weekend with your family. Please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. It really helps us out. 
check out our sister channel, the BCP Report. Cunyret has a report uh, for you that was dropped earlier today. Make sure you uh, you check it out uh, over there. Also, don't forget our off-platform show. Join our community for free, where you have access to exclusive and non-exclusive material that we don't put up here on YouTube. You can find that over at therealbcp.com. Uh, you can also find our show there. You can also find our show over on, on our other uh, platform where we put the videos, and that's over at bcpextras.com on Patreon. This show and our BCP Unfiltered show can also be found on Spotify and Apple Podcast. You can just go to bcppodcast.com for that. Uh, please put your comments down below. Your engagement with these videos helps helps us with the YouTube algorithm. We're getting hammered, and any help that you can give us is greatly appreciated. Ciao, goodbye, God bless. Please receive a big hug from all of us here at BCP Media Studios. We are a family operation, and you are part of our family as well.